morning at <coughs> I'm not restarting. Alright. Good morning everybody. And welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russell. We're live. I try to so I'm on my way to my uh, granddad's funeral right now and uh, I flew I've been up since two o'clock in the morning. Flew into Pittsburgh. My father-in-law picked me up, and I've got his car, and I'm heading to Erie. I got, what is this, a Chevy Cruze? Little zippy little thing. Let's go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I recorded, like, three minutes of an episode, and I'm like, dude, I better check the audio uh, on this Chevy Cruze, and it was so loud. <laughs> it would have blown all your eardrums out, so I'm restarting. I'm restarting. Ooh, that's a cool hawk. Got a hawk flying over me. You know, the thing about Pennsylvania, man, is you will, the wildlife is nuts, especially the deer. Like, there are dead deer everywhere in PA. It's crazy. Corpses everywhere. Raccoons, deer, skunk. Like, Maine, you don't, you don't see as much roadkill. It's kind of weird, unless there's like a Wendigo out there that's like scraping it off the road, taking it back to its den like really quickly. Like, PA is wild. But, uh, anyways, you know, I gotta get this, my thoughts on flying off my chest. I could not wait to have a jet. But until you have a jet, one of the, oh, oh Mr. Popo, Mr. Mr. State Boy up here, oh, uh, we got people out here can't pay their freaking electric bills kids are starving we're sending 70 billion dollars to ukraine we're gonna pull people over for doing 80 and a 70 anyways um i'm not one of those people think i'm right wing i'm not right wing at all i'm neither and i'm not a centrist either i hate all of you <laughs> you know it's like i think the maga people are just like just blind boot Blue, blue line. You know how I many messed up. Look, look, look at what they did to that Tyree Tyre, whatever that kid's name is. Rest in peace. They got beat to death by five black dudes that were cops. Like, you know, people just automatically, oh, nurses are heroes, doctors are heroes. Like, dude, most of the girls I know that ended up nurse. Now, don't get me wrong. I know some great nurses. Like, my one of my very good friends, Sam, his wife, amazing woman. Takes her job very seriously. Extremely professional. Works really, really hard. Cares about... She's amazing. However, like in any... <laughs> I love that. However, in any uh, profession, you're going to have some bad eggs. That's like, dude, nurses, most of the women I know were the ones like... You know, I don't want to be too explicit on the podcast, but doing things they shouldn't be doing underneath the school bleachers, wearing cookie monster pajama bottoms. You know, it's like this is a lady sticking needles in you. You know, these they're psychos. You see some of these nurses talking about people that are in pain. They're legitimate psychopaths. It's same with cops, man. You got some real bad eggs. Real bad eggs. So like this whole like, I just, I can't remember who you were. Yeah, you know who you are because you listen to this. But you're like, yeah, well, you're right wing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just because I have some, some views that are on the fringe, okay? And I'm, I'm, I'm conservative when it comes to gender roles, 
It's not even conservative. It's common sense. There's male and there's female. <laughs> Why do we have to subscribe to some kind of political ideology to be able to just say facts? It's like, what am I? Am I a conservative because I think the sky's blue? Does that make me either conservative or liberal? That's no, just a, it's a fact of nature. It's just nature. It's what it is. Man and woman. I like to, uh, you know, I think there's this guy, John Doyle. I'm not going to get into that today. That's pretty conscious. That's, that's, that's a pretty hot take, and uh, I have to use some words that I don't want to use on this podcast. Uh, but he's got a pretty good take on homosexuality, which I, I, I love. Yeah, I got gay friends. I've gay people in my family. I've gay people in my business. But, uh, you know, we've seen... It's the alphabet people. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I'm not going on. I'm not going down this hole. I'm not going down this rabbit hole today. Getting back on track. Getting back on track. So airports. Bro, I can't wait to get a plane. My my thumbing my nose to TSA and government now. The best, the, the most OP combo you can have is first class and TSA pre-check. Listen to me. If you don't have TSA pre-check, go get TSA pre-check. You need it, okay? Like, I walked through security up today with my bag and my jacket on. Didn't have to take my shoes off. Had a fight. Dude, I, I got through with a blowtorch in my pocket. I got a cigar lighter. You ever seen a cigar lighter? It's like a blowtorch. <laughs> I walked through the metal detector with that. Nothing. Good to go. You know what I'm saying? Who knows how many people I could have killed with that? The little blowtorch. So I can't have a bottle of shampoo. God forbid that take out. It's going to be 9-11 all over again. Anyways, the uh, you got to get TSA pre-check. And then first class. I know not everybody's in a position to fly first every time. Thank God for just blessing me. Uh... Because I know it could all be taken away in a heartbeat, so I just I'm thankful to God that I'm able to. So this isn't like a, an elitist thing. I just I can't fly unless it's first. I can't do it anymore. I won't. I won't do it. I will not fly. Like I won't fly Southwest because there's no first class. It ain't happening. I like Delta. I like Delta a lot. Delta TSA pre-check, first class, sky priority. You're invincible. You do it. I was the first one on the plane. First one off the plane first one to get for the first bag that came out all of the things i hate generally about flying were nearly eliminated except for just how bad of a job airlines do with everything like there's i don't think i've ever flown where there were no issues there's been major issues there's been little issues but i've never flown with no issues i've never had like an experience where i've been i've flown a lot i've never had an experience where i'm like wow Everything went. I paid them money and they did exactly to a T what they were supposed to do the entire time. <laughs> That's never happened. There's always some issue. Oh, the jet has to be hosed down because it's cold. Whatever. Oh, we gotta wait for 17 other planes to get take off first because somebody screwed up. You know what I'm saying? It's just there's always something. And then you got cancellations, you know. It's like, how long has Confirmed Commercial Flight been around for? They still haven't figured this out yet. 
I can't wait to get a jet. But it's... I think that it's set up the way that it's set up to stress you out, to make you nervous. Because I, I think it's like, uh, I really believe that flying commercial, like flying commercial is part of the whole postmodern psyop. TSA, you know, you got people barking orders at you. You'll take your shoes off. No belts. At 4.30 in the morning, some little fat Mexican guy screaming at people. And then you got, you get on the plane, and all they do is bitch at you. Pardon my French. Trays up. Now put your seat up. Now put your seat back. Now you can't go to the bathroom. Sir, you cannot have your back. That's all they do is yell at you. You got these women, these glorified air janitors, working orders at you the whole time. You know, this was supposed to be a podcast on positivity and enlightenment and business ideas. And here I am. You guys, I'm... How deep into this episode are we? Nine minutes. And I've done nothing but complain about flying. But you're still here, aren't you? That's right. But dude, it's terrible. It's absolutely atrocious. It's uh, it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. So anyways, get yourself... I, I prefer Delta. I'm sure people have had good and bad experiences. But prefer Delta, Sky Priority, First Class... And TSA pre-check. It's about as smooth as it's going to get for you. Outside of owning your own jet. Which is next. I cannot wait to have a jet. And it's not because of the haters. It's not because I want to like take an Instagram video. Oh, I'm on my jet. It's I can't wait to thumb my nose at TSA and air janitors. Flight attendants. I just, something rubs me so wrong about flight attendants. I don't know what. They're always cranky. They're always snippy. Like, if you hate your job that much, there's plenty of other things you could do to make 40 grand, 50 grand a year. You know what I mean? You don't have to be miserable barking orders at people wearing a mask. I think what ruined it for me was the pandemic, for sure. I am so... I didn't realize how deeply seated uh, I, I've got some major issues, and I got a lot of ladies that listen to this. I got major issues with women telling me what to do. I don't know what happened to me when I was a kid. I, I think it was just female teachers that were obviously biased and always took the side of the women in the class, like in debates and when we got it. Just I just don't like women telling me what to do. And the whole pandemic, everywhere I went that I got barked at about a mask, it was a woman. I can't think of a single time. The women will abuse micro power like that. It's called micro power. You're in a slight position of authority in that, in that area spatio-temporal. Like if I take the flight attendant out of the airplane and put her on the street, she tells me to wear a mask. I'm going to dump a coffee on her head. You know what I'm saying? Now, I do that on a plane. I'm on the no-fly list. I get questioned by the FBI. I get cavity searched. I spent a couple weeks in jail. You know what I mean? So it's like when when people, like, true power is, at, like, you doesn't matter where you're at in a spatio-temporal sense. You, if you're powerful, you're powerful. And people that are genuinely powerful don't abuse it. This is some good stuff, man. 
this is great. I can't wait to use this on social media at some point. Micropower, that's what we're going to call it. People with micropower, where it's confined to a specific area, time, job description, have a tendency to abuse it. Nine times out of ten. Like I have, without being egotistical, I have power that no matter where I go, I can look around the room and I'm pretty confident that if I needed to, if I were being attacked, I could kill 99.999% of the people on the planet. Easily. Easily. I roll, I can strike, I know jiu-jitsu, I know wrestling, and I can bench press over 400 pounds. You know what I'm saying? There's not, it's not, there's not too much that you're going to throw at me outside of a weapon that is going to have much of an effect. You know what I'm saying? Unless you got a gun. Even with a knife you're playing with, I don't want to fight people with knives. If somebody pulls a knife on me, I'm running. That's my default. But I, I don't know how fast I'm going to get away from you. So if I get a hold of that thing, you're going to die. You know what I mean? So it's a guy of power, and every, but I don't go around beating people up. You know what I mean? That's what these people do. They beat people up. Like when I, okay, here's another great example, jiu-jitsu. <clears throat> Some of these kids, most of them are higher level. I'm still a white belt. But I smash most of the people I roll against. But I don't hurt people or abuse. Like, I, I was rolling with this kid the other day. He's a purple belt. Young kid, absolute stud. He's going to be an animal if he keeps working at it. Like, already is an animal. Knows way more than me. I'm just wasting. He's 150. I'm 240. You know what I'm saying? There's just, there's not much he can do outside of catching me in something wild. But I don't use my strength and my size to abuse the kid. I let him get submission. I try to screw up so I can learn. People with micro power will use their power in a situation to just abuse people. And you see it in airports. All the time. And it's it's for some reason weak men and women. Because like the women, you're in weak men. You and I out on the street, you've got nothing over me. I could, I could flip you on the bridge of your nose and implode your entire face. But on the airplane, oh, now the power balance shifts, right? I could still kill you with my bare hands. But there's going to be some pretty hefty consequences. We both know that. You know that I'm not going to do it. Or at least you think I'm not going to do it. And, uh, yeah. So you get these people that abuse their micro power. They make everybody else's life around them miserable. Just hall monitor. Think hall monitor energy. Teacher's pet, hall monitor. Where is your hall pass? Where's your mask? ID, please. Belt off and shoes off. Cell phones and electric. It's like, uh, you know, it's all these goofballs, man. I just... When you, when you just got to be a man and just walk around and you just got to look at all these people in the airport, you guys are dealing with Airport Michael right now. That's what this is. My Airport Michael's getting everything off his chest so that he can go out into the real world. When I get out of this car and smile and hug people and shake hands without quivering anger burning behind my eyes. I'm, I'm using you guys today as my therapist. I hope you don't mind. But it's just, it's, it's very difficult for me 
listen to people. I'm not going to say nobody's inferior or superior to anybody, but weaklings and people that clearly lack discipline in every area of their life. It makes me very upset when you give power to people that don't deserve it, like cops. I saw a video the other day of this absolutely rotund, obese cop trying to chase this dude. And it's like, why do you get a match and a gun? We're going to give you a gun. You can't even control what goes in your mouth. You big fatty. You can't even control what goes in your mouth. We're going to give you a gun and nearly unlimited power. Imagine going back to Rome. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine the Roman Empire at its height. Things were really good. Just seeing, like, a fat... I wonder how many fat-ass soldiers they had. You know what I mean? And there's so few qualified people that what they do now, they just lower the standards for everything. They lower the standards for everything. Like, why are there women in the military? How is that a thing? Why are there women in the military? There is not a woman, I don't think, alive right now that could carry me out of a combat situation if I was going up 240 pounds. You ever try to carry a body before? It's not like weights. It's completely different. It's flopping all over the place. It's very difficult to carry a human being. A 100-pound human is way more heavy than a 100 pounds worth of weights. I don't even know. See, this is what happens when I fly. Ask my what? Well, Airport Geneva is pretty, pretty awful, too. Airport Geneva is the worst version of herself. Well, Hungary Geneva is number close second. But... And the problem is, is that Airport Geneva is usually hungry, which, uh, that's a lethal combination right there, boys, let me tell you. So funny, man. Yo, I love her because she's strong-willed, and that also drives me up the wall, you know, because we'll get long, and we don't argue long anymore. If we get into tips, like, we got into a little tip last night, which, by the way, happy anniversary, babe, three years three years with my wife today. Here I am driving down 79. Grove City. That's actually where she went to school. How funny is that? But happy three years. But yeah, we had a little argument last night. It was funny because uh, (laughs) Ah! It's funny because we get this argument, right? And we're driving home and I'm just I'm absolutely, we went out to dinner and yeah, I don't even need to get into what we got into at dinner, but she, uh, I'm driving home and I'm absolutely fuming, 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 like, I'm like scraping my cuticles, like staring for it, my jaws clenched, like, fuming, and, uh, I'm thinking in my head, like, I can feel it in my spirit, like, you're the man, you're supposed to be a man of God, don't let the sun go down on your anger, you're leaving tomorrow's anniversary, you need to just... And this, this argument, she'll tell you, too, was her fault, 100%. 1,000% your fault, Geneva. But anyways, like, it doesn't matter whose fault it was. you got to be the bigger person. But, and I didn't, I didn't 
you know, I just continue to be angry. I'm walking around the house. I'm packing. I'm slamming stuff. So we go to bed. And I don't remember the last time I've fallen. I don't remember the last time I've tripped and fell. I cannot place. I can't remember. It's been years since I've tripped. My awareness, I've got, uh, you know, we're in bad. My awareness is a 99 out of 100. I don't trip and fall often at all. And, uh, we, so I packed my suitcase in my bag and I'm angry. So I'm just doing everything sloppy, right? I'm surprised I didn't think, forget. I hope I didn't forget anything. So I'm doing everything sloppy. And I get up out of bed to pee. It's pitch black in our room. It's like I was just about to fall asleep and then you gotta pee. That's the worst thing in the world. Like, so I get up. I walk to the end of the bed and just walk right through my suitcase and wham, hit the floor. (laughs) And I'm laying there. And uh, I'm just like, this is what I get. This is what I get. My hip hurts today. My elbow hurts. Like I hit the ground hard. This tree falls violently and I'm thinking like dude this is what I get this is I wasn't the bigger man I wasn't leading the relationship I was letting the sun go down on my anger so that's what you get you get a face plan and you got to get up at two o'clock in the morning for a flight to go to a funeral (laughs) yeah that's life God will humble you real quick man so boys (laughs) just uh you got to be the bigger man sometimes. And it's really hard. It's really, really hard. It's really, really difficult. Um, so, yeah, that was my night last night. I'm just talking. You know what I mean? I'm just talking. Not much of a direction for this episode. Um, this is going to be like 20, 30 minutes of me just yapping. So, uh, thank you if you've stuck around this far to just hear me add no value to your life and just complain about things and talk about how I trip. But you know, the, the, the reality is, and boy, this is going to be really sad when I say it, I don't have very many close friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've got uh, got some great business associates, got a great wife. Um, something I've been thinking about recently, I don't have like a lot of men in my life that... Uh, for so long, all of my relationships, there was a power dynamic because I'm, I'm always like, everybody I'm close with in my life, I'm also their boss. So it's like, you know, there's only so much. You can't be, I don't believe personally that you could be 100% yourself and vulnerable with people if you're their boss. I don't, I don't think that's appropriate. You know? And uh, I don't even think, you know, I don't show a whole lot of vulnerability even to my wife because I don't think that it's her responsibility. A lot of guys, you know, there's this whole movement now. You guys going to talk about their feelings? No, your wife, I, I, I don't think, I think that women, and I could be completely wrong about this, ladies, so let me know if I am. However, I think most women, if they they will tell you up and down that they're not turned off by your soft feelings and weakness, but I, I really think they are. I think even if she doesn't realize it consciously, if you start crying in front of women about life, it's like my wife sees me cry about dogs dying on TV and shit. You know what I mean? That's that's different. 
I think when you start crying about those things are so hard right now, you know, that's uh, uh I think she's gonna she's gonna lose a little respect for you, champ. With uh, there's at least a fraction of a piece that chipped off. You know what I mean? You might have a whole granite, a whole a whole pillar of marble, but a chip a chip flew off of it. Might be small, infinitesimally small, but some you lost something there. So I don't really have any friends. <clears throat> Like, I don't have anybody that I, like, hang out with. You know, my wife, she's going to listen. And, yeah, I'm your friend. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have said it that aggressively. That's not what you sound like. But uh, <laughs> I don't have many friends, you know what I mean, or any, really. I don't hang out with, like, the boys. I don't, have, like, I don't know if that's normal or not. I, and it's not even, like, something that I'm, like, upset about. It's just, like, I was just sitting here thinking, like, I'm just yapping away. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, who would I have this conversation with? I don't know who I would have this conversation with outside of you guys that are listening. And it's not, a, you know, it's really more just a strip of consciousness, just a monologue. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if I ever make a close male friend. I think I used to have, I don't know. I know, it's weird. But uh, my old boss was, I would consider, a very good friend, but... Uh, he, uh, you'll do some power dynamic there too, because he was my boss. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, <clears throat> now that I don't work in that industry anymore, it'd be interesting to see what our relationship would be like. But we're both busy, you know. So it's like it's weird. I wonder how many guys out there that listen to me have like a close. I would love to hear about your guys's. That sounded so gay. I was about to say, I want to hear about you guys' close male relationships. <laughs> tell me about your boys. <laughs> tell tell me about your male friends. No, what? I would love to hear. Reach out and tell me if you got a... Do you agree with me that you don't... I guess it's not a matter of agreement. Do you identify with not really having many close male friends as a man? Or do you have close male friends? You know, I think it's kind of... I think society's done that to us in a way. I don't see, now that I think of it, I don't see a whole lot of guys that like have really good guy best friends. Isn't that weird? Like camaraderie amongst males was one of the pillars of some of the greatest civilizations ever built. Some of the greatest achievements in mankind, in the history of mankind. We're very, inter- very intimate, not sexually. See, that's the thing right there. Right there. They want widespread acceptance of being gay. But anytime two straight men show any affection towards one another, it's labeled as gay immediately. You guys notice that? How they did that? Smart. It's smart. It's very smart. Because they don't want us being close. They don't want us forming bonds. Because you get some good-ass men together that would be willing to die for one another and are pointed in the same direction with a purpose, it's game over. I think the biggest... Bro, I think that's what it ta- that's what it's going to take. If we want to change the world, guys, 
If we want to change the world, it's going to take men to change the world. Don't care what any third-wave feminist Wonder Woman bullshit you hear. It's going to take men to change the world. <clears throat> so men, I think what it's going to take is men forming strong bonds with other like-minded men. And bonds like this are forged. You forge, how do you forge strong bonds? I don't know, maybe I'm not the one to speak on it because I forge strong bonds in, in, in business. I think it's just you go through trials and tribulations and obstacles and adversities together. You know what I mean? Just like any other relationship. But isn't that weird? It'd be interested to hear uh, as you guys listen to this how many of you guys on here have like a close male friend or friends, like real dogs in your life that you know no matter what they would be I kind of, you know, it's kind of like I kind of want, you know it sounds so gay to say it, that's what society's done, like me saying I kind of want that makes me feel like an absolute fruit loop right now, you know what I'm saying like I feel like I should go to a pride parade in Denver with a thong and that's what society's doing I've been brainwashed I've been brainwashed into thinking it's game to say that I need more male companionship in my life. I can't even say that without feeling ill. You know what I mean? Isn't that interesting? Go ahead and say that to yourself. Just say it out loud. I need more male companionship by straight guys on the call. You know? Super interesting. Very, uh, I like peeling the layers back of this stuff psychologically in societal terms. Yeah, man. Life is wacky. Uh, what else can we? What else can we talk about since I have you here and I got a little bit more driving to do? Yo, it's interesting. PA today is uh, it's blue. It's blue out. This is very unusual. This is this is highly unusual. It's not gray. It's blue. Blue skies. PA would be beautiful if it wasn't so gray all the damn time. I can't handle it. It'd be interesting to see like how the uh, the landscape and the ecosystems would change if there was no winter. You know, places up like up north with dense forests. Like I wonder what it would start to look like. You know, there's dude, there's got to be a wheel bearing or something bad in this car because it is just. Just I, I I don't even I wonder if you guys can hear that vibration as I talk front end here, I think it's only, it feels like, yeah, because it only happens at 60 or 70, I remember my uh, Infinity did that, it was a real bearing, and my Impala, my uh, 2001 Chevy Impala, my second car ever, I had a Dodge Stratus, the wheel fell off when I was driving it, <laughs> uh, down the road, that was wild, and the thing was, that's when we had just first, like, discovered weed, when we were teenagers, so we're all stoned and scared, trying to get back to my buddy's place. We used to have this place called Weed Mountain, where all the kids would go and smoke weed. And uh, it was perfect because you could see 360 degrees. You could see cars coming, people coming in, like nobody's going to sneak up on you. You know what I mean? And then there's 360 different degrees of direction you could run. Um, so we would always smoke up there and then flee <laughs> to our buddy's house to go eat. Know, pizza, frozen pizza in the, in the freezer and watch weird things like Tim and Eric. Uh, you guys ever watch that? But anyways, and we're driving back and we're just, we're blitzed and the wheel just falls off the car while we're driving. That was wild. Wild. It's 
very scary because then my dad had to come get the car and I'm high and I probably smell like weed. I'm a 16 year old kid. That was scary. Yeah. Share some of your tires falling off stories with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else can we talk about today? I don't know. I think I think I'm yapped out. I think I've, I've reached my yapping upper limit. So I'll just end the episode here. I'll probably reach most of your listening upper limits a while ago. So 32 minutes. Let's go. All right. I love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.